Hi, hello people. I am Raj and I have with me Hi, I'm Harsh. And we are your hosts for this podcast Blabber Devils and over here we take random things from around us and these are the things that we usually don't pay a lot of attention to. We take these and we try to connect them with our daily lives and see how it plays out. So, hi Harsh, how are you and how has your past couple of weeks been? Hi Raj, I'm good. So, past couple of weeks have been like busy if I can say, but they were good. How about you? Okay, I was busy resting. <laughs> I had a fever, so I was trying to recover from it. So, and binge watching uh, stuff. So, yeah, that was my couple of weeks. So, tell us what are we going to talk about today? So, today I think we'll talk about gardening and economies of effort. So, what are your first thoughts that come when I say these two words or two these random phrases? Okay, so for me, it is quite personal because uh, I've myself been uh, into gardening and I know the other part, the economies of efforts uh, that goes behind it. Uh, but I must admit, I wasn't always into gardening. My mother was. My mother has always been into gardening. So I've seen uh, her uh, you know, nurture the garden at home since childhood. But uh, personally, I never took uh, any major interest into it unless, uh, sorry, until uh, pandemic hit. <laughs> I don't know what was it, but uh, once pandemic hit, we were at home spending more time within uh, the room, within the house and within my balcony. I suddenly, I felt like that, yeah, it's a decent enough balcony, but it's uh, plain. There can be uh, an odd plant uh, here or there. So that's how my interest uh, began. It grew, it grew by bounds and leaps. I was uh, into it uh, even after the lockdowns went away. And yeah, I'm, I think now I'm uh, into gardening uh, a lot. What about you? So I, I like, let's say I am not much into gardening even right now. Like my mom has had a tulsi plant, which is like a home favorite for every home in India. <coughs> but uh, yeah, so it started, I have two plants right now. One is uh, a gift that school, the school I taught in gave me as like a teacher's day gift. And the other is like a very recent thing. It hasn't even uh, grown into a sapling. Uh, that's something that I got in Drakshavanan, the plant table tracking. So I've been trying to do that, but uh, like gardening is very cool as in you relieve a lot of stress and you feel very relaxed and good mm -hmm. while doing that and even watering the plants just for let's say one or two minutes gives that uh, refreshing feel or refreshing idea and yeah so the i thought about this topic when i was sitting on the pdpu benches like when the ones in the uh, opposite to the mist the, oh. the four ones mm. and I used to observe things around there will be people who will just be walking like zombies because they have just woken up mm. and then birds chirping around and at some distant end there will be a gardener who will be moving around with his lawn mower and making a lot of noise and and at the same time after some time he will pick up those big scissors and mm. he will shape the plants very meticulously and that, that, that to me is very fascinating like that gives me an insight of how gardening is so it's not it's really tailor-made and the next idea economies of effort 
came from that point that how when he needs uh, he needs to be quick when he needs to ensure that there is a certain level that he needs to maintain he used the lawn mower and when he needs a specific shape or specific outcome he'll hand do it with his tools so yeah that that's how this came to me so yeah what do you think about the later part how how do you connect that to true like if we are talking about uh, proper gardens like the ones you talked about uh, be it at uh, institutions or you know proper places uh, it's a high precision job uh, yes uh, even uh, some of some few rare public gardens uh, not all of them are maintained well but the ones uh, that are maintained well you see those are quite uh, high precision jobs and as a uh as someone who walks into these gardens uh, we feel that it, it's you know quite effortless and quite yeah. natural and things like that we feel just that a tree or a plant sprouts from the ground and it grew like that but uh, we don't see the efforts uh, going behind them uh, the one example you mentioned since we were at uh, yes, the, the hostel and we were there 24/7 so we got the off chances where we could see the economies of efforts as you put it uh, but otherwise we uh, all of that is done um, behind the stage kind of thing and we only get to see the finished product the final product uh, and it's quite pleasing yeah uh, nothing wrong with it i think though it might be uh, highly tailored yes. to suit the, the viewers but uh, i guess nothing wrong with it uh, we still enjoy it uh, but personally i feel yeah i would enjoy uh, a little less tailored or a bit more natural gardens as well uh, they might not be as aesthetically or you know symmetrically pleasing but uh, yeah i think that's the point of nature you it, there's no symmetry over there beyond the point the natural symmetry of course exists but uh, putting in your own uh, human made cement symmetry standards uh, yeah i can live without that what kind of gardens do you like tell me uh i'm okay with both so like unless we have that symmetry it might go into a forest so i think that is needed in some that would be maintained inside yeah it. yeah but not the aesthetic ones that yeah. we see around that in perfect let's say a straight mm-hmm. line or they have this zigzag thing or they build some or the other shapes that that like i've seen a lot about gardens that have like various uh let's say shapes or and even seen that there are mazes made of Uh, gardens and all and that to me is like fascinating but i think the point is that either race we do not appreciate or recognize the efforts the gardener puts in mm-hmm. and which is why like i'm always uh, grateful towards them you know that they do such a wonderful job but they are highly underappreciated and even when like let's say if you are at home i think it's a different case but because when someone enters and sees your garden they directly come to you and say wow this is beautiful and i love the flowers that it has and it's very aromatic so yeah i like i always see that point of view that uh, people go to parks they enjoy a lot and they do a lot of stuff there but mm. i haven't seen anyone actually going to the gardener and saying wow you did a beautiful job and that thought yeah. might not even occur to us to be yeah. grateful to the gardener yeah like as you mentioned it very perfectly that it all seems very natural that it has just routed out and uh, the no one has any efforts yes. in it it's just like jab man ho i say yeah you cut itself yeah. and maintains it yeah. <laughs>
so uh, so the second part i guess what i learned from gardening or what i observed from gardening is that not everything needs the same amount of effort let's say you want to plant a cactus you'll maybe water it once a month and it will grow so beautifully and at the other uh, on the other hand there are some plants that you'll just have to water it daily or they'll rot but in either case like you'll you'll agree with me i guess that uh, plants do understand that if you skip or if you miss a, certain days they'll they'll live without it yes and they'll make sure that whenever you come back they'll give given their full efforts and it will grow like it's so yeah i think it's not about efforts it's all about dedication that pays the fruit i guess that only makes fruit. gives us the fruit it, it kind of the way the way you talked about it it uh, reminds me or uh, allows me to make the connection of how plants are like people you know yeah you mentioned about cactus needing water uh, rarely other plants some some of them needing it daily some of them might need it more than once yes. in a day so uh, and you also mentioned about how uh, some of the plants uh, i think uh, almost all of the plants do understand even if you are not able to water them or skip some of the maintenance temporarily they do understand it uh, that's quite similar with uh, people in our lives some of yes. them you need to water daily some of them it's okay Uh, and some of them understand uh, when you uh, you know fail in doing your bit uh, or fail in doing your part in uh, the relationship bit, uh, whatever be the equation they do understand and some of them you have to work hard they don't understand you have to make them understand so yeah it kind of uh, sounded a lot like you were talking about uh, humans yeah so th- that was the connection that i had like humans and Like I may compare it to the plants, but I would say plants are better any day <laughs> because yeah, the plants of plants also give us fruits at the end of the day or flowers. Yes. Humans may may or not. True. They can give us food though. <laughs> yeah, but uh, still, yeah, I think uh, now I, I am able to connect the whole of it. Uh, the gardening part, the economies of effort, right. uh, efforts part as well. Uh, it's. similar but uh, like you said plants are a lot uh, kinder than humans yes. tend to be with each other even the ones that are you know well wishers of each other even the ones who might not have any uh, you know negative agenda or ulterior motive against you they are just but i think they are just people at the end of the yeah. day plants are much more forgiving and uh, kind to us so probably that's why uh, the relationship that you develop with your plants or gardens is uh, a lot valuable you don't have to explain or, yes. or put a lot of efforts that you might usually otherwise have to put in the human relationships uh, which is fair enough uh, humans are different so you can't expect them yeah. to operate as plants but yes yes what do you think about this this particular aspect so this analogy like uh makes me go into this thing that plants have strong roots uh-huh. right and if we find the people with strong roots that we connect like if we build strong roots with someone it will grow mm-hmm. they will eventually give us fruits even when we least expect it right so it's like a thing that if it clicks well and if it grows well it will eventually bear the fruit be it a plant or be it a human relationship but if the roots are let's say dicey or if it's not in the good soil or good environment it is bound to fail 
and no matter how much water you will put it even if you flood it with as much water as you want it will at some time break and if you are unfortunate it will fall on you so that's the big key ingredient to both the things like you also need to put the effort in the right direction if you put the efforts in the wrong soil it will eventually break out on you right quite interesting a lot of elements over so the roots yes. the soil the kind of physical environment the sunlight right. the positioning of it uh, makes a lot of sense and matters a lot the roots of the individual and even the roots of the relationship that you build uh, over time with them that requires uh, yeah the kind of pot that the plant is in the kind of neighbors it has yes. the that all of those things uh, come around we in human relations we don't usually give this or uh, the surrounding element so much thought but now since we are connecting it with the analogy of the plants and gardens now we are able to now at least i am now able to see the various uh, you know variables factors yes other factors the external factors uh, that might affect even the internal uh, yeah that's uh, that's quite revealing to me i didn't think of this uh, <laughs> before now so yeah like i have often seen or heard people that they have the best friends from school mm-hmm. and if you think about it it's the environment that has played the role so it's like the soil that the room mm-hmm. the plant has grown in and that's what but it hasn't been the case with me i don't know about you but most of my like best friends or most of the people i'm close with are from the college period but uh, i'm not close to anyone from work because i've had like different phases and mm. i haven't stuck to one place as of now so uh, what do you think about it do you think that school is like the route that you need to build up that's the case with the majority of the people so yeah, yeah a lot of people tend to say that uh, even on social media and everywhere yeah. you hear all the time about it, how it's easiest to make friends in school and at younger age and as you grow old you uh, hardly make any friends but probably yes uh, quantity wise you make the most mm-hmm. number of friends in school uh, what i have realized is that uh, yeah i i am still in touch with a lot of those people i still meet them uh, but as time grows you evolve and you are no more that same person and what happens is sometimes a lot of the friends you made because just by the virtue of you know them sticking with each other or in the same environment or doing those similar things they are still similar people to, to what they were in school yes. or they might have evolved in a different yes. way so that's why you might still be friends you might still like each other very much but uh, you you know in the gut you and i think the other person you guys know that you don't relate or connect as much and like you said uh, people that you meet later on in your life in your college or even after college maybe those people might be the the roots might be fresh the the sapling might be fresh you might have just planted it uh, a while ago in the, in the i think uh, in the plant analogy let's say a few weeks ago and in our human analogy let's say a year or a couple of years ago but still those relationships seem much more uh, solid and stronger because you are making these newer friends consciously and uh, you know a lot of things your mental wavelength and all of those things come into play while school friends you made them unconsciously you uh, 
knew nothing about that person and it, it, you just became friends there's no logic behind it you were in the same class that's why you yeah. are friends or you sat on the same bench that's why you are friends you didn't play any role in it most of the school friends are because you were in one class or you just in the same, the same <laughs> subject or transport and you just sat together and yes. you knew nothing practically you don't know anything about the other person when you make friends in school right so that's like uh, you start you take two plants and you plant them beside each other and they are of different type right? they grow together right hmm. and they may grow well and they may even share the same soil they'll be at a connection hmm. but they'll grow very differently right hmm. and uh, when i compare that to uh, college and let's say post school life you are already developed so it's like <clears throat> the flower or the plant has already grown it's already like a semi tree or something mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. and it's the same with other so when they connect they already know what mm-hmm. what they are what what are they built of what will what may they give mm-hmm. so that's a very different but yeah in this <clears throat> same thing they also share the soil and share the environment so that's there and one very interesting uh, fact that i have read is like in forest or in uh yeah forest they uh, when let's say there are two trees nearby and if one tree is affected by something or other let's say it has a disease the neighboring tree will help him like oh. in many times they like uh, make sure that they get enough water mm-hmm. to grow and uh, let's say for that they might take lesser amount than they actually need or actually get daily and one more thing that i have uh, like read about is there is uh, something called as tree shyness or canopy shyness that happens in forest so uh, when trees grow they have uh, like a huge for like huge leaves and huge branches mm-hmm. right and when there's like a very dense forest they uh, make sure that they don't touch each other that's uh, i forgot the name but it does there are two words in the term the second part is shyness i am forget, for, forgetting the first term i think tree shyness or canopy shyness or not and that that is also very interesting that they are close but yet they have enough space to let each other breathe and grow uh, there is this parable by jibran which talks about uh, lovers in the same way about how you know he jibran talks about how lovers uh, should be close and yet uh, distant enough uh, for i think he uses something like river uh, should be able to pass between them i i forgot forget those exact lines but uh, he talks in similar way about uh, uh, being close yet uh, having space between uh, people and quite interesting the thing you mentioned about uh, trees helping each other uh, in the forest it's more of economies of care and economies of love uh, quite interesting and uh, this is also since we were also talking about old friends and now we are talking about forest reminds me of this uh, you know the, somewhere i had read about chinese bamboo do you know about chinese bamboo yes. is this uh, legend i keep reading uh, on social media a lot uh, it, it talks about how the chinese bamboo you plant the seeds and uh, it won't give you results for weeks months years it, uh, for 5 years there will be nothing and you feel that the plant is lost yes. the seed went uh, okay and fifth year onwards 
in just a few weeks of time it will grow 50 feet 100 feet and that's the kind of uh, growth it shows uh, fifth year onwards so that that uh, can be related to the economies of efforts yes. and human relationships that we were talking about earlier so sometimes we don't even realize that we are actually building that chinese bamboo tree and we are slogging it on hard like slogging it hard for years and years and it suddenly shoots up mm. and you like if you are a normal person most of the times we would have even forgotten about it that i paid so much effort mm. like you remember that huh i devoted such time but you wouldn't have any expectations because it has not yielded results for such a long time and when it suddenly suddenly shoots up yes we are like oh it actually worked patience patience yeah. and expectations are two things i think we can learn from nature like I I have a garden and I don't put expectations on my plants that okay tomorrow you will give me two flowers day after I want three flowers and from you I want two fruits uh, it's it's just there I have what you it's very the relationship with plants uh, is the kind of relationship with uh, which we should have with humans but I think we fail no matter how much we might say it, we still develop expectations from people but plants I think it comes naturally that uh, you don't have expectations, you care for them, you just like them for being themselves and suddenly you walk uh, in your garden and realize okay there are five flowers, you didn't expect a single one but there are five today and uh, patience, uh, similar like in the beat in Chinese bamboo that's I think an extreme example of yes. patience but even uh, in my normal garden I've realized it takes a lot of patience, sometimes uh, some trees or some plants, saplings don't uh, yield results equivalent to the amount of efforts you are putting yes. in. You might be putting in 110% but the plant is not giving any results. So it might actually be deteriorating, it might be uh, dying. Uh, so yeah, patience is a key and uh, belief, patience and belief keep uh, the plants alive, saplings alive and that's uh, what uh, lead them to grow in the longer term. Temporarily you might um, be disappointed but yeah longer term that's what keeps them going similar with people I guess yes so with gardening we don't understand how knowledgeable or how precise the gardener is right he or she knows exactly how much water to give when to give what amount of sunlight yeah. the plant will require and what like what will be the result right mm. and even in our relationships we uh, we only water it we don't consider the other factors, how much water does it require, how much sunlight does it require, what soil it will grow best mm. in, what's the best time to water it. We don't actually consider those factors and sometimes what happens is like uh, many people, so I personally I only have two plants but I don't know how much water does each of them require. So at times I would be over watering mm. any, both or either of them, right? Mm. So that's that's the thing like like we should know how much or we should be able to gauge how much mm. other factors also are there and how much so i need to pay attention to them because <clears throat> some plants are such that if you water at the right time like even if you water them half the requirement they'll grow and they'll nourish like anything and they'll give fruits right mm. but some plants are such that if you <clears throat> don't water them and if you don't like pay attention to them at times, they'll die, right? No matter how much water you give. Let's say you water them at night, but mm. it won't grow because it's not the time they grow in and the water eventually dries up. 
So yeah, that's that's the thing that not many people realize, and I'm very. That's why I had this notion that gardeners are very underappreciated, and we should like at least acknowledge them for the work they do, especially in India, because I haven't seen people acknowledging them or even knowing their existence. True. Once you have your own gardener, once you start yeah. taking care of a plant, you realize it's not just watering. That's the general perception yes. that okay, you have a plant, so what do you do apart from watering it? Right. That's the general perception that the uh, whole and soul of caring for plants is watering them. But no, it's a holistic uh, package that uh, they require. It's economies of oh, effort right. uh, they require. It's not just watering. Uh, when to water, how to water, how much to water, and apart from watering, uh, I've realized that even watering isn't enough. Yes. Uh, it requires a lot more uh, than watering. So yeah, a lot of efforts over there, not just watering. True. It's like uh, you are nurturing a baby. You yes. baby. Yeah, ba- that was uh, another uh, uh, analogy that came to me. Uh, when I used to go to initially in the initial phase when I started uh, my. And this fascination with plants started uh, going to nurseries and choosing them and getting them home was like the adoption process. <laughs> it's right. quite a bit, yeah. Yeah, so even like uh, pets, babies, mm-hmm. plants, <coughs> people don't uh, consider, most of the time I've seen, like people don't think uh, before getting any of these. Oh. And it ends up very badly, so either the kid grows up to be not like um, how would they want it to be neglected yeah. yeah some some other, maybe mm-hmm. they are over attention like yes. they are spoiled in a way like they are attention hyper mm. or they have got a lot of attention that they can't live without attention right? mm. and yeah even in pets like so many people are crazy about dogs and cats today but when it comes to that efforts i like they may or may not be able to give the efforts that it needs so yeah, there are always like the entry cases that we neglect because the result or the end thing is so very warm and so very heartwarming that you would want them and when it comes to putting those efforts you are like the nah. cuteness element yeah. or the cuteness factor fades away yeah. after the first week <laughs> well yeah, yeah. And a lot a lot of it is picked up uh, after the pandemic I've uh, seen a lot of people <coughs> adopting animals. Uh, I've, I've read online how since we are working from home, uh, we are confined to physically just your uh, you know limited spaces, not interacting with a lot of people physically, not meeting a lot of people. A lot of people are uh, you know now adopting pets because pets are your companions. They give you company. People are paying more attention to their houses, and people like me are putting up gardens here and there. Right. That's the kind of, and a lot of people are putting in different kinds of uh, investment, like having babies. Uh, I think pandemic gave a big push to these things. Uh, so I had read, I saw the art, uh, heading of the article, it said pandemic only led to baby boom <laughs> and not actual GDP or mm. uh, productivity boom. And that was fascinating. I didn't read it. I didn't have the uh, mental strength to do that. But yeah, so I can connect that totally. Like. Uh, we don't actually uh, figure out the economies of effort that mm. we have to put in for anything, be it gardening, be it human relationship, be it adopting a baby, child, plant, pet, or anything. We need to do that, and <clears throat> this like this might give some light 
to people you are, who are listening. So yeah, that's that's there. Always know what you are getting into. <laughs> right. Do your research first and yeah. then opt for it. Yes, true. Anything else you could connect to uh, gardens with or anything else you want to mention over here? Gardens. So yeah, like gardening, I, I can connect it to teaching, but that would be a very different tangent and there will be like, it can be a completely different podcast on that because it will be so different. So basic, basic idea is like uh, in a class you have different students, right? Hmm. And gardening also you have different plants. So if you club together and water them the same thing, mm. everyone will not grow, right? That's how our current education system is. And yeah, so that, that's the superficial mm. level. If we get into it, it would be a very long yeah. podcast. Yeah. Uh, the, the gardener uh, and the teacher, they hey. play the similar roles. And yeah, gardeners usually do a great job. It will be a heck of a difficult job for yes. teacher to do something to uh-huh. something similar. I think the teachers are able to do a great job and they are very capable of doing that. But it's just that all the type of plants are in the same roof, are mm. at the same time and the same thing and they need to water them mm. equally. It's not equity, it's equality. Mm. Uh, that, that classic example of the people standing on the uh, mm. heights and being able to watch the maps. Mm. That, that, that's what comes into my mind when you say gardening and teaching. Interesting, quite interesting. Yes, I think that might deserve a whole different episode for itself. We'll do that in season two, maybe. Yeah, we'll do that sometime later. Yes, so I think that's uh, that's all about uh, gardening and economies of effort. So I think it was quite refreshing uh, for me to think about gardening since I uh, like it so much. I didn't think of it in a meta sense, but uh, since I was... Uh, uh, since we were doing this episode, I sat down to think about it, to write about it, and even while conversing, a lot of things came up which I had not uh, thought about uh, previously. But uh, yes, quite, it's quite interesting, and I, I think some of the good takeaways from a pandemic it brought uh, when it was at peak and when there was a peak lockdown. You know, there were all these images online about how you can see that mountain range and that right. mountain. So it somehow brought us close to nature and uh, I hope it stays, stays yeah. be it pets, be it plants, be it uh, babies. <laughs> that part <laughs> I'm not so sure about, but uh, the pets and the plants I'm sure about, uh, I hope it stays in the longer term and doesn't fade away once we start going to offices or once you know, life uh, goes back to normal within inverted commas. <laughs> so yeah, I, I hope things stay, things become even better in the future. Okay, I think that was it for our episode on gardening and economies of effort. This is Harsh and that was Raj signing out. We are from Labber Tabers. Bye-bye. Bye, people.